You are currently listening to Opening Up with Rachel Smith, an encouraging, light-hearted and uplifting podcast to inspire you on this journey called life. Hi everyone, welcome back to my new series. Today I am going to be doing a bit of a Q&A. I reached out to my followers on Instagram. I thought since I'm trying to open up more, yes I do talk about my life a little bit on the podcast but there is still so much that I don't share, I'm very private. If you know me um, personally, you'll know that I only share kind of what needs to be shared, what is is necessary. Um, So I thought it would be quite fun to answer some questions, see what you want to know about me. There's a whole bunch in there, so I'm just gonna go through them. Um, Some of them are in Instagram and some of them are actually from my podcast, which are voice notes. So if I can figure that out, I'm gonna put the voice notes in as well. Um, So just bear with me as I'm going through the questions and I hope you get to know me a little better. So the first question is, where are you from? I am from Manchester in England, which is about four, four and a half miles northwest of London. I live in a small village in Greater Manchester, um, but I'm obviously not gonna tell you exactly where I live. Um, But yeah, Manchester, born and raised. I've spent a lot of time traveling around the world, so I kind of have been um, or lived in other places around the world, which is a question later on, which I'll get into. Um, But yeah, born and raised in Manchester, England. The next question, following on from my last one, is where have you travelled? So I have actually done quite a lot of travelling for my age. I um, It all kind of started when I did Camp America. So I did Camp America in uh, 2011, I think it was. Um, yes, because we, we were talking on my podcast, Travel Diaries, with Emily and Bobbin, which if you haven't seen that by the way, go check it out because it was so much fun and we reminisced and shared some of our stories from traveling. Um, but that's kind of where my traveling started. We worked on a Girl Scout camp in Wisconsin. And since then, I completely got the book for traveling. I came home, finished university. Then I went traveling with one of my friends and we did Thailand. Oops, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Um, we did Thailand, Australia, Fiji, um, Singapore, and then we flew to LA, and then we did kind of a tour of California, which was really nice. And then we flew home. We then went back to do New York for Christmas and New Year, and we went to Chicago and Green Bay, because I knew some people over there. Then we came back again, and then I moved out to America for two years. I lived as an au pair in America for two years. And again, when I was in America, I kind of traveled all over America. And yeah, I think obviously I've done kind of Europe um, throughout family holidays, Greece, um, Rome, Spain, Malta, Croatia, just so many places. I would be here forever if I tried to honestly list all the places that I've been to. Um, but yeah, I've done a lot of traveling and I honestly think that if anyone is looking at traveling, you know, it doesn't have to be like a big travel trip, but I think everybody needs to travel at some point in their life, even if it's just local to kind of where they are. I think it's so important. I think it's really helpful to um, get yourself out there, to meet new people from different cultures, from walks of life, ages, races, religions, whatever other categories people want to be put in. I think it's so important and I it's really has shaped and molded me as a person and I know that just from people I speak to or people I engage with they they can see that within me and they can see just how much I've learned from other people and 
if you kind of know me really well you'll know that I love to learn I love nothing better than meeting people and to just kind of hear their life story and not in a, a nosy way more in a I'm just curious and I want to learn and I want to understand what people have been through and what um where they've traveled and the things they've learned because I just think it's so important to continue to grow as a person and continue to um understand other people's views and religions and faiths and where they come from their cultures their backgrounds and I think because we just live in such a multicultural society it's so important to have these lessons and it's so important to be aware and I'm not saying that I'm perfect I'm not saying that I know everything about everyone because I definitely don't but I can definitely empathize when it comes to certain situations um the Black Lives Matter for instance like I have a lot of black friends so while I don't personally kind of feel what's going on like I can empathize with them and I can understand it and I can see it from a different perspective as somebody who maybe doesn't know any black people or um there's so many things out there but um that's just one example I think it's so important to just be able to learn other people and to get to know their stories and to know that again you're not alone like everybody has trials and tribulations and everybody has different journeys and just hearing somebody from a completely different walk of life being on a similar journey to you is to me is really helpful and it's also helpful for me to know that maybe I haven't got to a stage where they are in life if they're older or younger you know um that I can draw back on that experience and learn from them so yeah I've done an awful awful lot of traveling and I hope in the future there is more to come um yeah just I can't recommend it more than enough the next question is what inspires you and I've really been thinking about this one but it's been really hard for me because I don't follow celebrity culture I don't really follow people as such like I don't idolize anyone I don't believe that you should idolize anybody I don't think that you should put people on such a high pedestal that they don't ever have that chance to kind of mess up or make mistakes because I think that when you idolize somebody it's very easy to then turn their back on them if they make mistakes and that's definitely not kind of my vibe or where I'm at um so yeah it's, it's been really hard for me and and it's gonna sound really self-obsessed but the person that inspires me the most is me and <laughs> I really don't want that to come across like I said as self-obsessed because that's not where I'm going with it I think I'm at a place in my life where I am so comfortable and content with me and everything that I have done and achieved and everything that I want to go on and achieve that the only person that I can really truly trust and who is going to be there at the end of the day when potentially all else fails is me so I've really over the last few years had to learn to be inspired by myself and to um, know that I deserve what I'm getting and that I can strive for a life that's bigger than what I currently have and yes don't get me wrong I do follow people like Brene Brown I love her 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 speeches her work everything she does her podcast um Judah Smith I also love listening to kind of his sermons and the way he preaches and the way he um writes his books I think the way he writes his book is on is like talking to a friend which is kind of the vibe that I really want to give off on my podcast and obviously now this YouTube series um then there's just general kind of everyday people like I don't 
I think I've talked about this in a podcast or maybe it's not yet released and um, but I'll just briefly go into it. I don't follow really influencers online. I I prefer to follow everyday people. I I feel more inspired by everyday people than I do from these big influencers and that's me not taking any credit away from influencers, that's me not saying or actors or celebrities or anyone like that because some people use their platforms for the most amazing things but unfortunately that with those kind of platforms there is a lot of kind of um, not negativity but a lot of fake, a lot of things being um, covered up, a lot of changes being made to their body and again like everybody has their own journey everybody has their own insecurities and you know you're more than welcome to go change your body in any way that you want or put any filters you want on instagram but for me like that's not my vibe and i try and keep things as real as possible so when it comes to being inspired i also really try and aspire to people who are genuine and down to earth and who don't put on this this big show um I'm not about a show, I'm not about, <laughs> um, I, it's just not my vibe. I, I feel really awkward saying that because I, I really don't want to offend anybody because, um, you know, everyone has their own journeys but personally like I like to keep things simple, I like to be inspired by the people I'm surrounded by, by the people I see online who are just trying to get better and stronger as people and who are using their platforms no matter how big or small they are in the correct way so when it comes to being inspired mainly myself but there is people that I do kind of look to and follow in terms of helping myself grow as well as a person so my question is apart from blogging and photography which you're doing really really well at is there any other talented in talents that you have that we don't know about um <laughs> Do I have any hidden talents? I've been told by many, many people that I'm a woman of many talents, but I wouldn't necessarily say big talents. It's more those talents that are almost a little pointless. <laughs> like I know a little about a lot of things. Like I don't necessarily know a lot about certain topics, but if you ask me like a random pointless fact, like <laughs> I will probably know it and I'll say it once and then I'll never use it again in my life. Um, so I guess that's kind of, is that a talent? That's not really a talent. Um, I can play netball, I'm a good netball player. Um, I guess that's a talent, but that's that's just like an everyday thing for me. Um, yeah, I'll go with that, I'm, I'm, I'm a good netball player. So the next two questions kind of link together. Um, the first one is, what is your favourite book? And also, what made you start your life transformation? And the reason why I put them two together is because I read a book by Judith Smith called How's Your Soul? And as I was reading it, it kind of triggered a lot of things inside of me. And it's one of the reasons why I decided to then start my life transformation. So, um, yeah, my favourite book has to be Judah Smith's um, How's Your Soul because that ultimately is what then transformed me um, or started the process of me transforming my, transforming my life um, to what it is currently. Um, and why did I start my life transformation? Um, again, this book, I was reading this book, it was, I bought it in lockdown and I knew Judah, I didn't really know much about him but um, I kind of really got into him um, when he was doing um, on a call with a phone a friend 
I don't remember the name of it, but during lockdown he did this like Instagram live chats with like different pastors and celebrities and his friends and his family and he was um, kind of all over Instagram and he, me watching that um, kind of obviously brought more attention to him and I purchased his book, How's Your Soul? And like I said, it triggered so many things in me that I realised I had so much work to do on the inside and I'm not saying I wasn't happy before because I absolutely was but there's always room for improvement, there's always room for growth and when I realised just how many things that I thought I'd dealt with but I really hadn't, um, they were still being triggered by this book, I realised that um, I needed to do something about that and ultimately that's what I did and kind of along with that one of the things that was an issue for me kind of health wise was my weight. Um, if you follow me on Instagram you'll know that over the last 12 months I have lost, I've not actually said how much weight I've lost. Okay, <laughs> you're getting kind of um, how I process my thoughts here. So a friend of mine and I have been talking a lot about kind of my weight loss journey and she's been telling me to be more open about my weight loss journey because I feel like I don't ever want to portray the message that you have to lose weight to be happy because I don't think that is the case at all. I think it, happiness comes from inside and as long as you are happy on your inside it will just kind of radiate through you. Um, but one of the things that's happened during my transition of kind of working on my insides is I have lost a lot of weight um, and I have lost... Um, uh, do I say it? Fuck it. Um, I've lost eight to five pounds in the last 12 months. Um, oh, I'm sweating saying that. And I don't know why, because it is something to be so proud of and it's something that I absolutely didn't think that I could do. And it's something that has happened so quickly and something that obviously has transformed my life in so many different ways. Um, but I've never wanted to be that person to throw it in people's faces because I know there's so many women out there who are trying to lose weight and who really struggle or for health related reasons um, or just they're not motivated or they don't know how and I've never wanted to be that person that's like I lost this amount of weight and I'm now so much happier because yes they kind of have come hand in hand but at the same time like I started working on myself from the inside and it just kind of naturally flowed to the outside and that's why I'm really hesitant about even talking about this subject. You can see just from my body language <laughs> and I'm looking all over the place because I'm so nervous talking about it. But um, yeah, that's one of the things that has come with my um, kind of life transformation and just changing as a person. But the reason why it all started was because of Judah. So, you know, throwing it out there, Judah, if you ever see this, hi. <laughs> Um, you completely changed my life. Um, I'm so thankful for your books. Um, I'm I'm currently reading Jesus Is um, at the moment, which again, if anybody is of faith and you would like to kind of read J Judah's books, please do because they're amazing. And every time I read them, I learn something new and it really transformed my mind and my heart and to know that there is so much more to life than stressing and just you just have to view life differently. Um, I'm totally rambling now because I'm I'm thinking about what I've just said. Um, but yeah, the reason, my favorite book, Judah Smith, How's Your Soul? And the reason why I started my transformation is because of that book. The next question is, can you talk more about relationships and are you single? 
Um, yes, I can talk more about relationships. Um, there's kind of a reason why I don't talk about relationships. Um, mainly because I feel like when I talk about things, I like to have experience or I like to kind of really get involved with people who um, kind of can give great advice. And yes, I do have um, experience in relationships, but it's personal and I'm still at that point in my life where I'm figuring out how much is too much to share and I don't want to just kind of blabble on um, and I also don't know how to give advice without relating it to something that I've been through personally. Um, so yes I can talk more about relationships, um, it's just me kind of working through my fear of sharing too much about my life. Um, which again kind of goes against everything I preach but you have to understand that when you put in your life out in public yes you're trying to inspire yes you're trying to tell people that they're not alone on these journeys but you do also have kind of have to have a private life as well and one of those things for me is keeping my com love life completely offline um maybe one day you know who knows it, it might get online um but I can talk more generally about relationships if that's something that you want um please just let me know if you would like more information about relationships or friendships because that's definitely something that I can talk about um and I know people I've kind of briefly touched on I do live a life of faith and I know that's definitely something that needs to be talked more about from a Christian point of view um so if you do want to hear more about relationships then please just um let me know in the comments or um, message me on Instagram because yeah, we can we can make that happen for sure. Um, my question is about music and how you feel it impacts your mindset and your mood. If you know me well, you'll know that music to me is like a conversation. <laughs> I listen to music based on the mood that I'm in and based on the mood that I am in, I have like different playlists because um, I am that child. <laughs> um, I have different playlists based on the different moods that I'm in and I listen to obviously which one matches my mood and generally sometimes I'm quite good with my words and I'm quite good at putting things down on paper in words but sometimes there are some things that I can't verbalise or I can't get across in a text message that I can go to a song and I can send that particular song to a person and say listen to this this is what I'm trying to say um, <clears throat> and I think a lot of people can relate to this because I remember doing a poll on Instagram a while ago of people just kind of about music and there were so many people who said like sometimes music says more to them than kind of any word or person can so yeah for me music is a big thing I often send my friends music or if I if I put something on Instagram and there's like a music attached to it just know that that is exactly the mood I'm in right now <laughs> or I'm trying to like get a sneaky message off to somebody by cutting it at a certain point of the song um so yeah that's a little insight for you if there's ever any music on my Instagram just know that there is a meaning behind it and it's not just a random song that I've chosen to put um kind of over my videos or on my stories so watch out for that maybe you can uh, try and figure out who or what it's for if you uh if you next see someone <laughs> So the next few questions, I'm just kind of going to go into kind of the faith side of my life. Um, I briefly touched on it earlier. I do live a life of faith. Um, I do kind of listen to preachings and attend church. I don't go to church every Sunday um, for many different reasons. And I'm not kind of 
going to go into that because I know that's a whole argument within the, the Christian community about whether you need to go to church every Sunday or not. Um, but I do live a life of faith, so these next few questions are going to be based on that. So the first one is, how has your faith impacted those around you and what would you say to people struggling to let go of people from their past? Um, I haven't been a Christian all my life and I went to like a youth church when I was um, at the end of high school so like 11 to 14-ish somewhere around there um, and then I kind of walked away from faith for a very long time and it's only within the last sort of four five years no maybe not long like three four years that I've really come back into faith and regularly attended church um, obviously up until lockdown and then it's, it's kind of obviously we can go to church and um, so for me I'm gonna be honest I've really struggled in terms of being able to speak openly about my faith here in England when I lived in America it was a lot easier for me to be more open about my faith because I felt like I was surrounded by a lot more people who are faith-filled and it was easier to have conversations and to engage with people when they're open as well whereas in England I find that first of all there's not that many people um in comparison um who are faith-based um we have many different religions here in England we're a very multicultural society and you know again that's totally fine but for me as a Christian I find it hard to find people who are Christians and find people who are very much open about talking about their faith and um trying new experiences with kind of in the church um so for me it's only really in the last sort of 12 months in lockdown that I've really tried to not preach my faith but really try to be more open and to show people that it's okay to live a life of faith in England and that might sound crazy because we're definitely not under attack by you know if you start talking about your faith but there's definitely this stigma here in England about people with faith and also just about the church in general and we a lot of people think it's this kind of old school church and you get preached at and do this do that and you if you've done this you're bad if you sinned you're wrong you're right and all this kind of stuff and yes there are kind of rules and guidelines that we should as Christians should follow but there's so much fun and so much loving that comes with it as well and even church now like church has progressed so 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 much and like the church I particularly go to or kind of grab I flip between a few but the one that I kind of gravitate towards it's more of like a concert on a Sunday like it's not this old traditional church of like elderly people who are you know looking at you and judging you don't get me wrong there is some of them still around but the one that I go to like it's it's a younger audience it's a younger crowd it's um they've they've what am I trying to say they've kind of tailored it to that life of faith and it's just about being loved and it's just about knowing that there is somebody out there whether you believe in God or Jesus or um whatever other religions are out there or the universe or whatever other options like it's nice to know that there is something out there that's higher than you because it for me it really helps me with any kind of negative thoughts or issues that I have because Sometimes you can become so consumed in life that we forget that there is something way bigger out there and kind of if you know me well you know that one of my absolute favourite things to do is um, whenever I'm feeling stressed or tired or 
kind of just need a change of scenery I will go somewhere that makes me feel small so for instance um, I kind of live on the border of the countryside so I will walk up this kind of mountain it's not a mountain, stop being dramatic Rachel. <laughs> it's a hill but it's, it's, a, it's a high hill and it looks kind of out over onto the views of Manchester and it's one of my favourite places to go. I try and go up there every Sunday morning because it really helps me bring me back down to earth because as I sit up there or as I walk um, kind of through the, the streets and look out over the whole of Manchester I see that there's so much more to life and there's so much more to the world not even just life like and it makes me feel so small and as somebody who was a bigger person like trying to feel small <laughs> was very very hard um but now that obviously i'm in a smaller frame anyway um it's a bit easier but there's still times when i feel so big and i feel like my problems are so much bigger uh, like i'm consumed by my problems that it almost makes me feel bigger if that makes sense and um, so by going somewhere that makes me feel small it helps me to understand that I'm just trapped in the moment and that there is so much more out there to life um, and we just need to kind of keep reminding ourselves that yes we have troubles, yes you know some are a lot harder than others but there is always something bigger out there for us and whether you look to the universe, to God, to whatever it is that you choose I really encourage anybody to find something bigger than them that they can look to because it really helps you take yourself out of the situation. Um, did I answer the second part of that question? No. <laughs> I went on a ramble. But honestly, try if you're ever struggling or you feel like the life's just getting a bit too much for you, try and go somewhere that makes you feel small. Try and find a place or a city. Or you just go to the city where everything's like bigger than you. Like... Find somewhere that makes you feel small so that you can um, know that there's more to life than kind of your struggles and your situation and that does not mean that you're going to go visit that place and everything's going to be hunky-dory and totally fine because it really isn't um, but it does help you kind of have a release even just for a short space of time. But going back to the second part of that question which I completely rambled over um, it was how, what would you say to people struggling to let go of people from their past? This is hard. Um, this is something that kind of we all have to go through and something that I've kind of been working through over the last few years um, and not because well some people weren't very nice but generally speaking a lot of people oh, people that I know have been very pleasant and very nice to me and it's hard to grow as a person and almost let those people go even though they're nice people and I think what we need to understand is that there are such things as seasonal friends and that means that some people can be in your life for a certain amount of time there's somebody that could just walk in for five minutes there is somebody that could be there for 10 years there is somebody that could be there for 20 years or there is somebody that could just help you with one thing and then disappear um, and that doesn't mean that these people are good or they're bad or that you know that you can never talk to them again because that's not the case at all and um, there's so many people that I have let go of that if I saw them again I would still be friendly, friendly with them and I would act as if nothing happened because nothing has happened and it's okay to let friends go it's okay for friendships and relationships to change and that's something that I really struggled with because nobody tells you that it's okay for friendships to change 
when you're growing up it's it's like oh the friends that you meet in high school or college will be the friends that you stay with throughout your life and I know for my parents that's kind of something that's happened for them you know they're still in touch with their school friends and my brother he's still in touch with all his school friends and I really don't keep in touch with anybody from school there's the odd person but generally speaking like I don't keep in touch with them and I thought for ages that I was a failure because I couldn't maintain those friendships and what I kind of understood is that they're just not meant to be in my life anymore and they're not people who are serving my purpose right now and even in the last 12 months there's people that I used to talk to that I now no longer talk to and that's not because they're bad people or that's not because we've had this big massive fallout or there's a drama it's just because that as I'm still changing and growing as a person and they're still changing and growing as people or kind of our circumstances and situations in life change like we've just naturally grown apart and that's okay like honestly it's so okay to change your friendships like can we normalize our friendships changing can we normalize that you can not you don't have to have these big friendship groups like I have a small group of friends that I love so dearly and they kind of know most things about me um but then I still on top of that I know a lot of people so even though my close-knit community is very small and these are the people that I would choose to go to for advice and things like that I know a lot of people outside of that and again if you don't know a lot of people it's okay <laughs> like we don't we need to stop making people feel like they need to know everybody in this world because we don't we just as long as you have people surrounding you who encourage you and who love you and who care for you and who you are excited about seeing and um, that they give you energy instead of draining your energy like that's all that matters whether that be one person four people or ten people or a hundred people like each to their own to each their own <laughs> okay I'm, I'm definitely going on a tangent right now but I was having this conversation in work the other day is the phrase to each their own or each to their own because I don't actually know so if I've said it wrong I apologize um <laughs> every time I say it now I'm really paranoid uh, <laughs> but yeah let me know if you know what the actual phrase is because I'm still not sure and I'm not convinced that I'm saying it right but yeah each to their own everybody um has their friendships everybody changes their friendships it's okay if you don't know people from school it's okay if you don't have many friends and it's okay if you don't even know what kind of friendships are coming in the future is it okay to ask god for more faith absolutely god wants you to live a faith-filled life and sometimes kind of our faith wanders and um, sometimes it's stronger than others sometimes it's a little weaker and that just kind of comes naturally with life as we gravitate through different situations and circumstances and all god wants is your faith and he wants as much faith as possible and if you're in a season of struggling with your faith I think it's totally okay to ask for more faith like he's there to guide you he's there to love you he's there to show you what is out there for you and what your purpose in life is and I think it's almost I'm not disrespectful I don't think that's the right word but I think if you're going through a season where you don't have much faith and you're not asking for more faith I think um, that kind of says a lot about where you're at in terms of your relationship with him um, I don't think you can ever ask for too much faith y you have to be <laughs> I think you, you have to be strong and confident in your faith and asking 
for more faith is almost like a compliment more than anything because it just shows just how much you trust him and how much you are wanting to walk in the purpose and the desires that you have of your life so I really personally don't think there's any problem with asking for more faith and I think you should go out there and ask and pray for more faith because we all need as much faith as possible in this life. The next question is how do you stay true to the word? Um, this is another faith question. Obviously the word is kind of the Bible and um, the stories and all that kind of stuff that come with it and can I be honest I go through seasons with the word as I'm sure many people do whether they'll admit that or not I don't know Um just like I go through seasons with my faith there's times where I can be reading every day, there is times where I could be watching preachings, there is times when I can be kind of actively um, being a, a sermon myself and then there are seasons when I kind of draw back and almost just not disconnect fully but disconnect myself a little bit um, but I always try and maintain some form of the word in some way or another so whether that be reading watching a preaching listening to kind of worship music or me being a sermon to other people and um, I think there's different ways to connect with the word obviously it's so important to be reading the bible and to um staying connected that way but I think as um progressive Christians there are so many other ways and opportunities to be able to stay true to the word or stay within the word without necessarily um being in the word if that makes sense um just kind of even me like on this video talking about my faith more openly that is kind of preaching to other people who maybe um don't live a life of faith or people who are, do live a life of faith but have currently wandered or people who are wanting to get stronger in their faith like there's so many ways to stay true to the word without kind of as i was saying before like jumping on people and saying you need to do this and you need to do that and you're living your life wrong and all that kind of stuff there's there's definitely a way to stay true to the word and I think just as long as you are humble you um are obviously sh shining light and love um, amongst people I think for me that says more about you and your character and how strong you are in the word than somebody who is out there being aggressive and shouting at people and saying you're doing right and wrong and there's a way to approach people and there's a way to share your faith there's a way to kind of educate people about their faith and I think coming from obviously Jesus loved people he he was out there trying to get the people who were sinners who were um angry and aggressive and all the people that you would class as wrong I'm doing quote unquote because I'm trying not to offend anybody um but he wanted like he left the 99 for that one person and that one person could be anyone they could be prostitutes they could be somebody who's angry they could be somebody who's um not in the right place in life like he's looking for the people who aren't where they need to be and they are the people that he wants and for me one of the biggest ways that I stay true to the word or stay within the word is helping to be part of that leaving the 99 to find that one because even people watching this if there's somebody out there who um hears my story and sees just kind of the love and the light that I'm trying to give off and that's not me that's like the spirit coming through me and that's just kind of how I stay true to the word so yes obviously it's important to read it's important to 
um, watch preachings and listen to worship music and pray and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I think it's a bigger picture. It's not just about kind of what you do in the private. It's also about what you do in public and me just kind of sharing that and hearing other people's stories, I think is um, something that will help us as Christians and will help more people see the light that is Jesus. Okay, so we're gonna get out of the faith ones now. Um, so the next question is how to deal with negative thoughts. This is something I'm still learning. <laughs> um, I have at least one or two negative thoughts every single day, as I'm sure most people do. Um, but ways that I've learned to deal with them is just to find a way to counteract it. So let's say I'm having a negative thought about my body, like I found a way to um, speak affirmations to myself. Um, that kind of counteracts it. Does it get rid of it? No, but it definitely helps me train my mind to look at the positive as opposed to the negative. Um, or if I am kind of going through a season where I feel stuck in life, I try and look back and see all the good that has happened and to see all the things that I have done and achieved. And for me, it's all about trying to counteract it. So it's okay to have negative thoughts and it's okay to be frustrated or tired and upset and angry and whatever other emotions are out there. It's all about how you um, move forward with that. So if you don't allow yourself the time to kind of process that emotion, it's going to kind of bury deep within you. And this is something that I talked about on my Processing Emotions podcast. So if you would like to look at that, um, that's really helpful as well. Um, but yeah, let, let yourself have the negative thoughts, um, but train yourself to not stay in it. Train yourself to... Um, counteract it with good train yourself to say okay 24 hours let's be in this emotion let's like cry out let's throw some bricks at some walls I don't know <laughs> whatever you need to do to process that emotion let yourself do it for 24 hours and then move on and I think that will help you when it comes to negative thoughts and I even though I'm still learning like I'm definitely so much better at being able to switch off my negative thoughts and to um counteract them with positive ones and generally speaking it's made me oh it has it's not generally speaking like it has made me a much better person and a much stronger person and now when I have a negative thought it's so much easier for me to snap out of it so yeah that's kind of my advice find something to counteract the negative um with positive and kind of whatever aspect it is and just try to um process your emotions as quickly as possible and the last question I'm going to answer is, how do you stay motivated? Um, again, I'm still learning. <laughs> um, I definitely go through seasons. There are some days where I could um, go to work, come home and then still work on my projects at the side um, and not sleep. There are days where I don't even want to go to work and I'll come home and do nothing. Um, it's all about just being consistent. That's something that I've learned. Uh, probably the hard way um even if you're not feeling or you're not vibing with whatever it is that you're doing right now if you are trying to grow to do something or you're working on a certain project you need to be consistently putting in the effort so whether that be you know five hours a day or one hour a day just showing up just for a small amount of time is being consistent and eventually if you keep putting an hour in here and an hour in there then it will build up and it will get you to where you need to be um so yeah, just be consistent. Um, you don't always have to be motivated. Just because people are achieving things and 
getting places in life it doesn't mean that they've always been motivated to do that um there's so many times like that I have released things or even kind of this YouTube series like if you kind of knew me at the moment like I'm so demotivated but at the same time I'm so passionate about where I'm going and what I'm trying to do that I am consistent that I'm being consistent in putting myself in front of this camera and just kind of talking and getting to know um or you getting to know me better and getting to know even myself better um I'm just trying to be consistent and to kind of open up a bit more because I know that there's a bigger goal and if I sat here now today and didn't record this video then I would and it just annoy me in like a week's time I'm like oh, you should have done that um because there's nothing stopping me doing it today it would just be me being lazy so yeah be consistent you don't always have to be motivated but you do have to be consistent and eventually your hard work will pay off i know i don't even know how long i've been recording this video for but i feel like i've been rambling for ages um <laughs> but i hope that me answering these questions has helped you get to know me a little bit better and i hope that you enjoy this series that has come in and also my podcast if you have any questions that you want me to answer for a future Q&A or if there's anything that you would like me to discuss in this YouTube series then please just let me know, comment down below or reach out to me on Instagram. I would be more than happy to um, talk to you guys. Obviously I said before that I love hearing people's life stories so please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram because I am down to share life stories with you <laughs> and learn from you and grow from you and I hope that you do the same with me too. Um, but until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to Opening Up with Rachel Smith. I hope to see you back for future episodes so we can all continue growing and figuring this thing called life out.